Good evening. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 91 of the Big Planet Comics Podcast. What happened to 90? Uh, that was the last one we did. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember 90. Get it? Get yourself sorted out, bud. Uh, yeah. uh, my name is Kevin. I'm Nick. I'm Jared. Oh, my God. I was waiting, I was waiting for Jared. <laughs> what are you guys even first? doing right now? Uh, and, yeah, this is the Big Planet Comics Podcast. You can listen to this podcast most of the weeks mm-hmm. on iTunes. <laughs> most of the weeks. Yeah. Or on your mobile device. Uh, uh, we're available on Android, <laughs> Samsung Galaxy, yep. Amazon Kindle, Webcrawler, uh, Google Glass. Google Glass. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out on Google Glass. Google, Google Glass. <laughs> you can check us out on an Oculus Rift. <laughs> what was that thing in uh in um Devilfish? Oh, uh I don't remember. Oh, you mean the name of the you mean the name of the place in Devilfish? <laughs> Where the guy answers the phone and he's the like, anthropogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogogog
I should go to plays and stuff. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I should go to more plays. I should read more books. <laughs> no, I shouldn't read any more books. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know what I've been doing, you guys. What have I been doing? Uh, you, you've been prepping for SPX, and uh, I have been prepping for SPX, doing secret. Uh, uh, yeah, that's super that secret. Secret. You've super been, secret. You've been going to the fish market as well. Oh, yeah. Tell us about this. I did, didn't did I talk about this already? I don't know. I don't know. I went to the fish market. So I moved into D.C. We've talked about this on the show before. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, still amazing. I'm very close to the fish market. So I went out on a boat and bought some fish straight yeah. off a boat. That's nice. pretty awesome. And then I cooked it. And then I ate it. They're not from the Potomac, right? No, it was not caught from the Potomac. <laughs> it did have three eyes. <laughs> but yeah, it was not caught from the Potomac. But yeah, that's nice. I like living in the city, you guys. Yeah. It's living good. In the city. Living in the country do die. Is, is dumb. Unless you live in the country, we love you guys. I love living in the country. Yeah. <laughs> you don't live in the country. I live in this country. <laughs> <laughs> I love living in the country of America. Oh, you know what I did do? I went, uh, I went to a sports bar and I watched SummerSlam. Oh, oh I did yeah. that too. I was with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was great. Uh, SummerSlam is like, uh, it's a wrestling event. Like, it's kind of like the WrestleMania of the summer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we went to the sports bar, and it was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty. pretty Everybody nice. there was chanting and, like, screaming, and there were people cosplaying as wrestlers. Somebody, I saw awesome. somebody throw their cell phone when somebody lost. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That guy wow. was a real jerk yeah, <laughs> the was, whole time. He was. Wow. There was a guy in front of us. He was chastising the waiter. Oh, and, yeah. like, he was one of those guys who has no, like, sense of personal space, so he's just, like, spread all the way out. Like, and oh, everybody geez, around yeah. him was like, eh. <laughs> The funny thing about it is, like, my girlfriend was, like, super into it. She oh, really? was into it. Has like, she yeah. watched wrestling before? Uh, not really. Oh, she said awesome. she watched like a little bit here and there, but she was like super into it. She was like, yeah, get him, get him. She kept saying really funny things. She was cracking me up. Yeah. She's like, that guy's really big and the other guy's small. This is not fair. <laughs> yeah. There was one part where somebody was doing a move on somebody and she was like, that's yoga. <laughs> yeah. That's, Dude, awesome. that's a yoga move. Uh, it's great. Uh, but that was really fun. And I'm going to do that every month. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So does it run through the summer, or do they have new no, they, events they, every month? They, yeah, wrestling has a pay-per-view every month where they ah, charge people $50 to watch the end of the storylines. Yep. Yeah. Oh, so uh, they like all the st- all those stuff that's been building up for the whole month, they have one big like, yeah. climax. I thought it. they should do that with soap operas. That'd be really smart, right? Like, yeah. at the oh, end of a month smart. of like All My Children, you just have like a thing that uh, people have to pay like $20 for, and then it has like sex scenes and stuff. I, I, think, <laughs> I think the thing with that is nobody would pay for it. No. Maybe people yeah, would. Like five people would. Maybe. <laughs> their stories people got paypal man plus that'd be fun if like you all went together to like get everyone to come over and watch a show together you know be like cool watch we'll see the end of the show or whatever fun imagine can you imagine if like (laughs) no but like if breaking bad you had to pay to see the last episode oh that would be so mean yeah but like everyone would do it yeah they come over i bought it let's do it they would it's true uh yeah so i think that's about it that's about all everybody's been up to yeah i got secret projects going on yep um, I got some secret projects going on. Do you? Uh, they're so secret, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the Retrofit Comics, our uh, fine co-publishing establishment, uh, just established the fall subscription program. So we will have three new comics coming out. Uh, one at SPX, which is also coming up. Uh, one in October and one in November, I believe. So if you'd like to sign up for those, they will be mailed to you. At, you can just go to retrofitcomics.com. Have you and a about- couple of Retrofit books got nominated for Ignatz Awards. Oh, yeah. there's some news. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, did you put that in the news section? No, didn't. You didn't put the uh, Ignatz Awards uh, nominees in there? Killing me. Oh, no, Nick. I'll, I'll, try, <laughs> I forgot I'll try and sum up. So the Small Press Expo, which we love and is held up in North Bethesda, Maryland, right outside of D.C., uh, every year they do the Ignatz Awards, which is a festival prize. It's uh, a jury picks out five or six in each category, and then anyone who goes to the convention gets a ballot and they can vote for it. So it's chosen by the attendees. And so, uh, let's see, John Martz. Uh, his Gold Star was nominated for Best uh, Story. And then Secret Prison Number 7 uh, is an anthology that Retrofit put out. And two stories in that by, let's see, who was it? Tom Hart. And Angie Wang. And Angie Wang, yeah. Both had uh, nominations from that as well. She's one of my favorite artists. Yeah, she's great. A lot, of, really books, a lot of books that we, we gave, pos- gave positive reviews to on the show got nominated. Yeah, yeah, maybe on the next episode we'll do a full rundown of the nominees and go through all of them. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. But uh, there's yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah just go to spxpo.com. You can see all the nominees, and I recommend reading most of them. They're all pretty good. We all recommend it. Yeah. Recommend <laughs> it. I was about to say <laughs> um, Cool. Well, uh, that's a little bit of news, but Nick. You want to do some news? I recommend we do. All right, let's do it. (laughs) You can start reading. This just in 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 DC 3D cover news. Yeah. Number 438 uh, in the series. Um, Yeah, really. 
DC has canceled orders for the 3D cover sets that they solicited uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know what any of those sounds Intrigue. are. Intrigue. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, so, um, d- I, yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, so we got this news from the outhouse who do that, uh, like, how many days has it been since DC did something stupid? Yeah. And uh, I think it's the back of zero. Yeah, yeah, well, no, I think it's probably a few days. Yeah, yeah, but this was I a few know. days ago. I don't know. We could check. So DC, when they... Uh, oh, we've talked about these 3D covers before, but they offered a thing where you could buy a full set of them, and then uh, they canceled everybody's orders for those. Yep. And I guess they're going to resolicit them again to come out in February, which is what everybody wants, right? They want these 3D covers from people September. can't wait February. any longer. Yeah, so... The one thing about it is that it will give people a chance to actually look at these covers, because they're trying to hype it up a lot. And you said they look cool. I know you saw they them. They look really you good. You saw them early. We so. saw one. It looked cool. I wonder if they just didn't get enough orders for the complete sets that yeah, they're going to wait for people to not be able to get them. And then they're going to be like, oh, I need them. Yeah. I had somebody come into the Vienna location today and they were like, um, is September the DC Villains Month thing? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to participate in that. <laughs> was it a subscriber? Yeah, yeah. It was somebody who, who only gets DC books. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, He's like, see you in October. So good move. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, what else we got on here? Uh, we got some movie news. Go uh, on. First, we got the, uh, this quote from, uh, Mark Millar, who's running, uh, Fox's kind of, um, superhero movie franchises. Um, so. Is he? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. He's in charge of like their, he's Fantastic like. Fantastic Four and stuff? He's not writing or anything. He's just like, they're like. He's a consultant. Yeah. A consultant. But like Mark Millar, the guy that writes like all those yeah. rape comics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So uh, the guy who did Chronicle, Josh Trank, is directing a Fantastic Four reboot in 2015. Which Chronicle was great. Yeah. And in an interview with SFX, uh, Millar said, without question, he thinks a crossover between the X-Men and FF universes will happen in Fox's future. Well, that's interesting. That's promising. Right? Yeah. Uh, SFX, for people that don't know, is a magazine. A magazine, for people that don't know. Yes. <laughs> is, what? Is, a, is a thing from a long time ago. <laughs> paper in it. Yeah, where they used to print news stories. I don't understand. It's a it's a joke that is also applicable to comic books. <laughs> uh, yes. So that's pretty cool. I mean, um, it kind of sucks to kind of have like an X-Men, Spider-Man, Avengers, like crazy big movie. But it's cool that some of them are kind of cross crossing over. Yeah, I wonder if ever there were like if people behind the scenes have tried to, you know, say like, hey, Fox, you can still put all this stuff out, but we want to merge the universes together. Because I feel like Fox would. Yeah, just, and they could like, split the profits. if they did. It, I think that's part. The you prob- just have yeah. to figure it out. The problem is they don't want to split the profits. Well, yeah. they wouldn't even have to split the profits. I mean, for Marvel, it would just be good for them. And for Fox, it would just be good for them, I would think. Yeah, yeah, but then I'm sure it's on Marvel's end. They're like, we just need these Fox things to fail so they give us the rights back. And we do, you know, it's like you get those people on these big corporates. Yeah, Marvel wants situations. it all. They do want it all. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't have given they it They can't have Rolling it. in the deep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to see the thing do a fastball special with Wolverine. That'd be uh, that'll be, if I, see, if I ever see that on screen, I'll probably just die. Well, that'd that. be great. That's like, the <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be the end of my life right there. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, well, at least the guy... I thought Chronicle was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, so it, it'll be better than the other Fantastic Four movies. Yeah. Oh, I went and saw Couldn't The Wolverine. Oh, yeah. Did oh, you love it? Okay. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. it. It was definitely turn your brain off for the most of the film. I liked, but... I liked it for the first two thirds, but yeah, that that ending. Oh, boy. Yeah, I was just rolling by the I watched uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation. Oh, how was it? it I was... heard it was terrible, and I really wanted to like it. It was uh, fun and terrible at the same time. No. Yeah, I don't want to see it. How can you not make a good G.I. Joe film? They uh, found a way I can show times. you two, two different ways. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, and uh, another movie news. We got uh, a possible casting for Scarlet Witch in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Yes. This is Elizabeth Olsen. Not one of the Olsen twins, but their younger sister. sister. Their sister. Yeah. Who's actually a really good actress. Yeah, she is good. Been in some few stuff. She, and it was really good. Yeah, she was in Mary, Marcy, Martha, May, Marlene, Misty. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what that is. You know that? What is it called? Mary, Marcy, May, Marlene, or whatever. I don't know. What don't that know. Is, yeah. Oh, it's a movie where she uh, <laughs> she escapes from a cult. Oh, she was in a good movie. Liberal, liberal, liberal arts. She was in liberal arts <laughs> with uh, Ted Mosby. Is yeah, it with Ted Mosby? It's a cult of evil mutants. Uh, no. Dang. It's a brotherhood of evil mutants. She's a great Don't actress. call him a cult. She's a great actress. I'd be <laughs> excited about that. Yeah. Um, and uh, more comic news. Um, 
Garth Ennis announced that he may be definitely writing a new Punisher series in 2014. I fixed this headline when you wrote it originally. It said Punisher writing Punisher again in 2014. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, it's going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> Punisher is writing Punisher. Is that what so, Punisher War Journal well, Garth, is? <laughs> Garth, Garth Ennis has changed his name to, to the Punisher. Punisher. Um, but that's awesome. Uh, Punisher Max is like one of the best Punisher Runs of all ever time. and his recent Fury Max story with the Punisher. Yeah, it doesn't say it if it's a Max amazing. thing or a regular Marvel universe. You know what? I bet like this, the fact that it's a miniseries. I wonder if it's going to be like because he has sort of those two separate universes. I right. feel like he's got like the Mon Monucci stuff right, right, and yeah. the other stuff. And I wonder if this will be one of those Monucci things. Yeah, because those yeah. kind of ran their course a little bit. I feel like could go yeah. either way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this is an interesting thing from uh, from uh, Grant Morrison. He kind of offered his take recently on uh, the ending of The Killing Joke, which has kind of been a thing people have debated throughout time, because uh, the ending is kind of vague. It kind of <laughs> ends with Joker ho- maybe strangling Joker to death, and he, he says that he believes that it's uh, it was uh, Alan Moore and Brian Boland's take on what would be a final Batman story, similar to Moore's uh, Superman, whatever happened to the man of tomorrow. And so he says that in the original ending... Batman chokes the Joker to death while he's laughing maniacally. <laughs> Hence the killing joke. Yeah. Which was pretty crazy. Yep. But that's uh, not actually how it ends. It's, I mean, it's ambiguous. Yeah. It's kind of You ambiguous. can read it that way. I mean, they're just laughing. Yeah, but <laughs> they're, just having, they're just having a great old time. It's a good joke, too. Yeah. That I, one about I, the flashlight. I, I like that joke. Yeah, it's good. That is also a killing joke. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I always thought I the reference too. was. That joke kills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a joke for killing? Yeah, I think that's weird. Uh, I'd be curious to see what Alan Moore thinks about it. But you know what? Alan Moore says he hates the killing joke more than anything he's ever written. So. He probably hates everything. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, he doesn't hate thumb gauntlets. He, he loves those. <laughs> and he loves the witchcraft. Um, anyway. So here's another piece of news. Mike Carey and Peter Gross series Unwritten is going to end. Uh, and... Be relaunched with a new number one. So is it going to be a new 52 book now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's being brought into the DC universe. Uh-huh. That is not true. It's going to be Trinity of Sin unwritten. <laughs> uh, no, but here's what he said about it. He said, it felt like we reached a natural turning point in the story, particularly since the Fables arc was itself such a big change of pace and tone. So there's a kind of natural rhythm to it. So the break won't seem like a stop. It will feel like a breather. And it will be very short. It's only a few months. So take a few months off and then come back with a new number, which is... Weird. I don't know how I feel yeah. about it. I'm just kind of like, Meh. what seemed like such a ongoing. Does this like, have a little undertone of like, um, like, hey, Vertigo made me do this Fables crossover. Right. I'm going to take a little break and then you know we'll, right. we'll reset everything and, and start back from the beginning. And make unwritten what it's supposed to be. <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or maybe D- DC's like we want to have like a lot of new Vertigo books. Um, it's so weird so, for. Can we, you just start over? <laughs> yeah, they, they seem to like they killed most of the Vertigo line, right? And then now they they seem to be coming back. I wonder if there's a Fables number one in the future. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact that Collider had to change its name. Oh, yeah. Did we not? No. I thought we did. No. Oh, but uh, last week. they had to change their name. I don't have it written down here what it changed to, but it's something a lot Bureau less catchy. Federal Bureau of, of Physics. Physics. Yeah. Much less interesting. Yeah. Yep. But luckily... Or just less catchy. There's another comic out there called Collider that looks very okay. <laughs> oh, so this is because of a comic, not oh, yeah. because of the magazine Collider. No, there's an actual <laughs> comic out there called Collider that is a graphic novel with like 17 different artists on it that is trying to be made into a movie, like all okay comics. Cool. Yep. All right, that's it. That's, that's it for all, news. That's all the news. Yeah. We, uh, thanks on thanks up, for collecting note. all that news this week, Nick. I know. I just went crazy with We're becoming news. a news podcast. What fine yeah. journalism. Indeed. All right, well, you guys want to do some questions? Nah, whatever. Yes. Well, I need your approval. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, up first we got a question from Jennifer Green. Uh, is that the one from Dirty Dancing? Nope, that's Jennifer Gray. Oh. Jennifer Green is the one that uh, killed Professor Plum <laughs> in the study with a candlestick. Uh, she says, what are some good transition comics you'd recommend to people who only read literature with a capital L? L'Oreal. <laughs> uh, uh, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, uh, The Property by Rutu Modan. That is a just great came out. book. Yes, yeah. an Ignatz nominee. It is great. I yeah. would definitely would not recommend like uh, issues of comics. I would say just get some graphic novels. Yeah. 
some genres like graphic novels. <laughs> what is that? What was that? From Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I, I uh, oh, just... oh yeah, oh, and Big Bang Theory. When they're like, I like all kinds of comics, superhero comics, uh, graphic novels. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it depends on what kind of literature with a capital L you're talking about. If you're reading, like, just Victorian novels, it might be a different thing than nope. if you're reading, like, Haruki Murakami and Don DeLillo or something like that. That would be a different thing. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely, like, um... If, yeah, if you look at any of the stuff that's up for Ignat's nominations, that's a pretty good place to start. Those are all really good. I mean, Asterios Polyp is great. Uh, I think it's very novelistic in, in the way it approaches its story in that it's uh, it's not like, you know, it's not like a single, like, three-act structured narrative. Right, you know, right. it's, it's, it's a little more uh, like a novel. I also think Habibi's interesting because um, I think it's like a novel in that it, it's weird. Like, in the way it tells the story... It, right. But it does a lot of comic things, too, so you get, like, that extra thing out of right. it. Um, I, I mean, either of those two are pretty uh, great. Also, yeah, the, now, great. the Now of Brown is a very good one. Oh, that was yep. a good one. I also recommend um, a lot of the nonfiction kind of comics that come out are actually really good kind of transitions where you can kind of figure out the style and yeah, learn some They're grounded a little bit more than some of the genre stuff that comes yeah. out in comics that is technically literature. Like but, uh, my friend Dahmer, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I, I like I like nonfiction stuff. I I feel like it never is um, it never is like a like a great example of the medium though. Like it can be like uh, you see a lot of great stories, right? But I feel like uh, I don't see a lot of nonfiction stuff that really takes advantage like what comics are like some mm-hmm. of the, some of the like uh, something like Habibi or something. I mean, of right. course, like I think Persepolis does to a certain extent. Right. Mouse does. But uh, I, I feel like a lot of the other stuff. I don't know. Like I love Green River Killer. My friend Dahmer's great, but they're just I don't know if they're served by being comics any yeah. more than they would be right. in some other medium but i don't know i, sound I think real, my friend Dahmer real snooty right now. my <laughs> friend Dahmer kind of is just because so. it's got that really unique kind of art to it that yeah so much of it gives is the it visuals such a different it. yeah feels the pacing a lot yeah durf back durf yep. yes <laughs> yeah so so uh hopefully jennifer that gets you started or if you're talking about somebody else maybe you don't like literature just come into the store and we'll give you a million books to read there yep. you go. And you give us a million dollars and then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Deal's a deal. Preferably uh, 10 to $20 million. Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll cut you a deal if you spend yeah. that much. Well, um, <laughs> all right. Up next, we've got a question from Patrick Not Star. What? I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, Is that Patrick Star Trek? Yeah, Patrick Star Trek. You Matthew Star Trek? Oh, that's it. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I've taken to like yelling people's names when they come into the store. And Matthew Star Trek, I always call Matthew Star Trek. Oh boy! There's also a guy Country named James Humberger, and whenever he comes yeah. in, I yell Jimmy, Jimmy Hamburgers. <laughs> oh my god, he probably loves it. <laughs> he does love it. It's affectionate. <laughs> uh, Patrick Notstar's first question is: What are your thoughts on Infinity? Uh, uh, we're going to review it later skip in the podcast. Ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so skip ahead Fast to uh, minute thirty-nine. I just made that up. Yeah, I don't know. Keep listening after that. Yeah, keep listening after that, and eventually it'll be there. Also, how do you feel about Jim Carrey being Carnage in The Amazing Spider-Man 2? How could I feel about it? Because that was not mentioned in the news. That is not a a thing. I don't think I've heard that anywhere. (laughs) Oh, did Um, did you just get scooped? Is this this Patrick deciding that he wants Jim Carrey to play Carnage? Well, uh, I'm going to assume that it was something that was... Just assume it's true, and then give your opinion. Or could this be Jim Carrey playing Captain Carnage in Kick-Ass 2? What's his name? His, not, his name isn't Captain Carnage. <laughs> uh, totally fix it. Also, it says Amazing Spider-Man. I, feel, <laughs> I know. That's so why I'm trying to fix it. I feel first it would be kind of weird that Jim Carrey came out against Kick-Ass and he was talking about how he, he didn't want he didn't want to deal with all this violence in like movies. Uh, oh, cool. He shouldn't have been in it then. And he then, should have read the script. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then like things that are marketed towards kids or something like that. Did you guys hear? Did you guys see Kick-Ass 2? No, not yet. I heard no. it was real bad. I heard it was oh, no, bad. really? Yeah. I will go see it. Different anyway. director. That's true. Yeah. But that's the guy yeah. who directed um, Never Back Down, the oh, MMA movie with Cam Ginganget. Wow. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if Jim Carrey was like, I'm not into this whole violence thing. I'm going to go play Carnage in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Seems kind of like a weird stretch. But also Carnage is like a maniac. And can you imagine Jim Carrey and like, he'd just be like full on like, uh, like Fireman Bill, me, yeah. myself and Irene mode. It's like, let me kill you something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me kill you something. <laughs> He's like, somebody stop me. <laughs> yeah. Somebody stop me from killing everybody. Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Why Why would Carnage be in Spider- Amazing Spider-Man 2? That's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm like, really confused. Like, how maybe, would you even maybe explain he, Carnage? Maybe he makes a cameo as Cletus Cassidy. Is that the guy's name? Maybe. That would make sense. Like, how would you even explain Carnage as, like, sense. a thing in that without Venom existing? Without Venom, yeah. I, but it yeah. could be that he's just, like, a, like a, a guy in jail or, or something. something. Yeah. Yes. Um, but so related to that, 
uh, they is it Sony? Sony hinted that uh, Sinister Six will be in the movie, which is already kind of seems to be happening anyway. Oh, is that spinning out of the Superior Spider-Man team-up storyline? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they posted an image of like a hangar, and it was like Hangar 6, but it said Sinister above it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Easter yeah. eggs. Easter eggs. Look for them. Look for them. <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, thanks for the question, Patrick Notstar, if that's your real name. Uh, up next, we have a question from Ray Svek. He says, howdy, podcasters. Hello. Nick. Hey, dude. Okay, don't be rude. I finally caught up <laughs> on your current podcast. I was hoping for an awe-inspiring question to celebrate um, my now current knowledge of the Big Planet Comics podcast. Alas, I don't have one. But I do have a non-inspiring uh, question. Oh, wait. So this is the guy who was listening to the podcast from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. So he must, he's probably pretty buff now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he's probably disappointed that we don't have more podcasts. Uh, can I start out, Ray, by saying I think you're undervaluing yourself and don't sell yourself short, buddy. <laughs> uh, maybe this question is going to be great. Uh, oh, no, I'm reading this really terrible. I want to start an <laughs> ongoing series from number one. Is anyone looking forward to an incoming number one that I can jump on the bandwagon for? I tried this once before with New 52 Grifter, and we all saw how that went. We, we thought it was going to be good, too. Yeah. Uh, so my fate is in your hands, gentlemen. VR translates to very respectfully. Uh, Ray Svek. Also, P.S. Props to Kevin for 100% without hesitation pronouncing Svek correctly on my first question. That doesn't happen too often. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing it the same way this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, any new number ones you guys are looking forward to? I don't know if he's just reading superhero stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, if he's reading superhero stuff, uh, probably, maybe something I, don't uh, know. I mean infinity one is a great place to jump into what's going on in the marvel stuff right now as yeah we talk about might soon. be a little confusing but yeah i can get into it i was way behind and i was not very confused spirit foes of spider-man it's on issue two but it's yeah. a good place to start it's great it's really fun funny um yeah and if, if it doesn't have to be superhero stuff uh image has like there's tons of mo- image awesome books, books popping up. yeah, yeah. Co- collider is great um yep, vertigo. not image or but vertigo. vertigo uh trillium also is pretty pretty fantastic yep. not an ongoing series but uh uh, ten issues. Yeah. That's long enough. And but, uh, um, Pretty Deadly is coming out. Yeah, Pretty Deadly. That, uh, uh, what are there's like so many awesome images? Kelly Sue DeConnick yeah. and Emma Velvet, Rios Western Velvet, thing coming out. The new yeah, Brubaker. Uh, Brubaker thriller spy one. Um, man, what else has come out? Just anything you see that says number one from Image is probably worth. Yeah, out. yeah. Like, uh, well, n- I don't know. As n- long as it doesn't say Shadow Line on it, ninety <laughs> percent of the image. Books, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, there's a new one coming out from uh, Oni. I just read a sneak preview of called Letter Forty Four. It's a hard sci-fi one that looks pretty cool. And um, if you want a DC book, um, Superman Wonder Woman's coming out. No, I don't think you should get that. But well, it's written by Charles Soule, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it might be who, who wrote, wrote Letter 44, Letter 44 that Jared liked really a lot. Good. Drawn by uh, Tony Daniel. Wrote Thunderbolt. Well, Tony Daniel is not a bad artist. No, he's right. Um, and wrote Thunderbolts, which we'll talk about later today. And his writing Swamp Thing, which is great right now. Yeah. Okay, writes everything. It could be good. Yeah. So maybe that'll be good. If you want to do something. Um, yeah. And maybe Grifter will come back one day. Yeah. And it'll probably be pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the question, Ray. Thanks, everyone, for the questions. Yeah. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, DC Comics. Yeah. If you guys have questions, you can send those to podcast at bigplanetcomics.com, or you can send them to our Facebook, send them to Twitter. Post them. What's going on on the Twitter, Jared? Uh, I've been posting all the pictures of all the stuff we've been doing for displaying stuff at the store. You got some nice comments on that. You uh, you tweeting anything good? Nah. Nah. I tweeted today for people to send me names of songs, and I would weird, weird alify them. <laughs> How'd that work out? It worked good. Somebody sent me Listomania and I changed it to Shih Tzu Mania. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Shih Mania. That, that was yeah. about it. Nice. <laughs> it seems like a weird owl song. That's all right? you need. Yeah. Uh, my example was uh, The Circle of Life changed to This Pickle's All Right. <laughs> also sounds like a weird owl song. Uh, so look for that and uh, let's do some reviews. <laughs> all right. We love comics, they're swell, except when they're written by Scott Waldo. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. <laughs> Do some backup vocals uh, there. Uh, up first this week, we got a we got a mini comic. This is from Sonatina Comics. Yep. Uh, who do a bunch of mini comics and stuff Sonatina. from San Francisco? Sonatina from San Francisco. Uh, this is written and drawn by Sam Alden. Who is awesome. Oh, it's called Backyard. Did I say that? <laughs> Not yet. Uh, yeah, so this is called Backyard. It's written by Sam Alden, and it's about, uh, like, Freegans. Yeah, so this is... <laughs> are, uh, they all live in New Orleans? Is that where they're at? Uh, yeah, like outside of New Orleans, I think. Yeah. Not in New Orleans, but yeah. But yeah, so this is like... 
uh, a group of people who are all living in a house together and are kind of it's losing almost like con- a commune. Yeah, they're losing control of the situation because they keep bringing on people who can't quite get it together, and they're all trying to be like democratically balanced. Yeah, in the communal way of like making sure everything goes well. And the basic thing is that there's uh, one person who is starting to lose it a little bit or just, like, right. acting so weird and they're just not handling it very well. Uh, so that's it. This is just a mini-comic about dealing with that. Um, and it has a kind of – it gets slightly more and more bizarre. And yeah. It's, it's hard to say too much without spoiling it because it's – Yeah, I mean, it's short. Kind of what is it, journey. like 16 pages or something like yeah. that? Um, yeah. So you don't want to you don't want to give away too much. Maybe yeah. it's like maybe it might be a little bit longer than that. But, but the art is is beautiful. Yeah, so the art's great. I think that's one of the most interesting things about it. It's all drawn in pencil. Yep, which is cool. You don't yeah. see that a lot. Um, and his pencil work is really really fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite good. Yeah, so I think um, yeah, like a lot of the mini comics, it's like like Jared said, you don't want to say too much about it. But I will say that this is great and yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. And is this the beginning of something bigger? Do we no. know? No. I think that's just it. Yeah. Uh, he's also nominated for an Ignax Award to bring it back again for, uh, for Haunter, uh, which is an online comic strip. You can look on his webpage and read. It's really good, too. I won't read it. He might even have mm-hmm. copies printed up for SPX. But if not, just go to his Sweet. webpage. Cool. I'm going to spend a billion dollars in SPX. That's going to save us. It happens. Uh, all right. Up next this week, we've got Infinity Number 1. Uh, this is also a mini comic. This is written by Jonathan Hickman and Jim Chung. Who's it published by? Uh, it's published that by sounds... Marvel. They're like a new company. Um, they've been doing stuff. Catchy name. They're out of New York. Yeah, they're out of New York. Wow. That's expensive. Um, yep. Stanley Lieber. A couple other guys. Uh, no, obviously, this, <laughs> is the, this is the beginning of the giant uh, Marvel crossover that is happening right now. Yep. And it's a... Huge issue. 64 pages of comics. Uh, granted, uh, 12 of them are reprint from the free comic book day thing. But still. I will say the reprint stuff very smoothly fits into yeah, the story, yeah, though. Yeah, it seems like it, it wasn't already part of it. Yeah. Um, so, what is Infinity number one about? So, basically... So, um, so it, much going on. In Avengers, yeah. the new Avengers, has been a bunch of plots and subplots and stuff going on. Um, but the gist of it is that there's these builders who are kind of like, um, kind of like the guys in uh, Prometheus. Yeah, or like the guys in um, the arch- uh, What are they called in Prometheus? The, the engineers. Engineers. Or they're or they're like the uh, Vogons in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. And basically, they're just trying to build a highway through the Earth, right? Like it's like <laughs> exactly much. the same as Hitchhiker's yeah, Guide yeah, to the Galaxy. That's amazing. <laughs> Well, yeah, basically they're like, yeah, the Earth has been a problem, so we're going to just take it out. They're like going through space and destroying planets all over the place. Um, and so the all the Avengers are like, um, you know, this this is a terrible threat. Like so many people are having trouble. Like, get, you know, entire galaxies are getting destroyed by these, these people. Um, so we need to go and stop them before they get to Earth. And he's, so they have like a giant coalition of Avengers and every alien in the universe going after these builders. And while they do with that, Thanos is like, I'm going to take over Earth because nobody's here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, and that's the basic, the, basic the kick setup. At the end. Yeah. Um, get ready for and the it's ride. Cool. There's a lot of little subplots built up in this, a lot of little mysteries um, introduced. Um, one of the coolest things I thought in this was the Knights of Galador show up, and I was, uh, they're oh, all so are those older characters? They're all from Rom. Yeah, they're okay, because they look like Rom. They're, they're, they're all space knights. knights. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and but they can't have Rom because they don't have the rights to right, it. Right, it's like Mattel or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of stinks. I wish Rom would be in it. Um, but yeah, uh, they show up, and I don't know. There's lots of galactic battles and. It's so huge. It's the big. It's probably one of the bigger events. Yes, yeah, at least like in scope. Secret wars or like that sort of. Yeah, I mean, I'll epic say stuff. Just right from the beginning, reading this first issue, it already seems like the best event Marvel's doing since yeah. Civil War. Yeah, the thing about this one is that um, it's almost like a natural progression because you know Hickman's been building this stuff up in Fantastic Four and Avengers, and a lot of this stuff's been kind of hinting at For it like years. Yeah. Um, and he's really good at climaxes. Um, like his, the, all of his fantastic four stuff, whenever it hit a big, like point in the story, like the it was great. Are great yeah. um, and so I, I have all the faith that he'll, this will be great. Yeah. And, uh, the art by Jim Chung is it's incredible. So good. He's yeah. not actually drawing the whole thing, right? Jim Chung is one of the best artists ever, but he's drawing the first issue and the last issue. And, and then, then in between, it's um, like Jerome Pena. the space stuff is, um, oh, what's his name? The guy did shield. 
Oh, Dustin Weaver. Dustin Weaver, and then the Earth stuff is Jerome Pena. So wow. solid all around. Yeah. Solid all around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I'll say I wasn't caught up on New Avengers or Avengers, and I just jumped in and read this, and I was didn't uh, have too many problems. No, I didn't have any problems. Okay, yeah, at all. I was curious about that. Uh, the only thing is, like, maybe the character Ex Nihilo. Uh, right. You don't you don't really know his story as much. Right. But I had read the first couple issues, so I so I knew who he was right. at least. But uh, yeah. But I think you can jump right in and read it, and um, it's awesome and it's i feel like people are loving it too like everybody everybody yeah, it's really fun it i've talked and to i will say that the it. avengers issue that came out this week which is uh kind of the first big tie-in to it was really really awesome <laughs> well but thunderbolts was a tie-in oh that's right <laughs> barely but, but, uh, <laughs> but the avengers ones i feel avengers and new avengers are almost like essential because they're all yeah. like hickman books, yeah yeah you know? yeah they're like kind of what's happening at the same time and this, this issue of avengers this week i'm gonna talk about it for a second it was about the scrolls and what their empires have been up to in the last few years and them coming to like the galactic council and being like let us join you in fighting this surge yeah, they're it's awesome they're also scrolls in infinity <laughs> there's yeah, so much stuff yeah. going on yeah. it's like every big idea that marvel's ever had in space getting thrown together but you know what there's also a lot of humor in it and yeah. like just just it feels big and it's, it's fun i yeah. i loved it i was i was surprised that i liked it as much as i did i really enjoyed it yeah it's super great all right, up next we got a book called uh, Kill All Monsters, Volume 1, Ruins of Paris. This is written by Michael Way with art by Jason Copeland. Is that right? Yeah. Michael um, Bay. Michael, Michael Bay? Michael Bay. <laughs> no. Director of Pain and Gain. This book exploded when uh, I picked it up. <laughs> this is uh, Michael, Michael May. But, uh, yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to read this. Uh, what? So you guys just talk about it. All right. So this is a post-apocalyptic sci-fi series. In the future, in which uh, basically, I hope it's not the past. <laughs> Pacific Rim, uh, but we lose and the monsters take over the Earth. So you got all these kaiju type big monsters running around, and Earth is basically destroyed and civilization is almost over, except for a very few people who have managed to build giant mech battle suits yeah. and are slowly trying to advance out and battle monsters, which of course are much more numerous in the cities. So this yeah. first one is kind of like their mission into Paris and to fight monsters and see how well they do. Yeah, it's unfortunate that this. I mean, this is this has actually been a web comic for a long time, um, and this is like uh, the first collection of it. Um, yeah. it's kind of unfortunate that it came out around the time of Pacific Rim because yeah. it's a very similar story. Yeah, it's definitely like uh, the last you know vestiges of humanity fighting off these um, giant kaiju, um, but it does have a little more to it. There's um. Like, a lot of it takes place um, in the city with, like, outside of the mechs. Yeah, because there's, like, survivors who are, like, primitive barbarians now. Yeah, and there's, like, different societies built up. And there's, like, mutants and all sorts of crazy creatures running around. And there's, like, who survived. Like, how is there some bits of civilization? And there's, like, weird mysteries about who's still running around doing stuff. Yeah, and why these creatures are coming around. And and, uh, it's cool. And it has a really cool kind of cliffhanger ending to this first volume. Um, But, yeah, if you like Pacific Rim... It's it's a kind of a similar story, but it's it's different enough um, that you won't be like this is exactly the same. Yeah, and it's fun, fun and it's entertaining, and and the kaiju battles are sweet. <laughs> if you Ooh. like that stuff, read it. What specific rim? Uh, it's kind of like Atlantic Rim. Did you see that? Oh yeah, yeah, the Asylum Pictures yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. I know what it is. It's that it's a ripoff of Atlantic <laughs> Rim. Uh, cool. Well, that sounds good. Yeah, I might good. steal your copy from the store because I don't have it at the other store. <laughs> sure, it's good. Uh, all right, up next we've got um, a book called March Number One. This is ri- or March Volume One. Yep. Uh, this is written by uh, Representative John Lewis with help from Andrew Aiden and uh, art by Nate Powell. And this is uh, is this the first of three volumes? Trilogy, yes. Yeah. Uh, just sort of about John Lewis's life. He was he was kind of a seminal figure in the uh, civil rights movement in the sixties. Yep. Yep. Uh, he was one of uh, he's actually the only living person that gave a speech at the March on Washington. Yep. And uh, this book is really interesting. It's about his early life. Uh, sort of. There's a framing device. So it's like a woman that comes to his office with her children, and she's sort of. Uh, very excited to meet him and and it's on the day that uh, president obama is getting his first inauguration right so it's like this nice framework to show both how far things have come while also him explaining and just talking to people and flashing back yeah it's uh like january 20th 2009 i think yep. is yep. when when it takes place so uh she comes in and he's got all these pictures on her on his wall and he's showing her sort of uh and telling her about his life and talking to the kids sort of and, through the yeah. pictures yeah so it flashes back to when he's very young and yep. uh 
a big section of the book is actually about when he's a kid and he yeah. was like raising chickens and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and he's like a preacher, trying to be a preacher and he's like yeah. baptizing chickens. Yeah, he kind of became a local uh, celebrity as a boy preacher in uh, <laughs> Pike County, Alabama, I believe is where he was living. And um, yeah, and it just follows him through that and then uh, through uh, being in school when schools, uh, when Brown versus the Board of Education was passed and yep. desegregation happened and that sort of... Um, you know, lighting a fire under him to to join the civil rights movement. And then uh, it follows him into college where he kind of is one of the guys at the forefront of, like, the nonviolence movement of, like... And that's uh, kind of the one of the biggest part of this, I think. The, the last, like, I don't know, half of this or third of this is about, like, uh, about that nonviolence movement and them doing sit-ins. Yeah. Um, so inspired by Rosa Parks, uh, yeah. um, they... they there were famously a, a bunch of sit-ins at restaurants that uh, or like counters, like yeah. at, at like, yeah, like Woolworths and stuff. They yeah. used to have like like lunch counters, lunch counters and stuff. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, a lot of it's about the sit-ins there and kind of how local police would um, you know turn their head while um, like those sort of racist elements of the town. Yeah, where of, they would yeah. only protect the racist sides and let the racists run rampant if they were out of control. Yeah, and so it, fo- it follows through all that, sort of still through the whole thing, weaving in this uh, this new story as well. And and then this book gets up to the point when the March on Washington is about to happen, right. which I imagine is going to be pretty much what the next couple books are about. Right. Well, not and- necessarily because there's another kind of the opening scene of this is, I can't remember which bridge it is, but it's the March Over the Bridge where the civil rights movement kind of comes into crystallization for America where uh, the marchers are attacked by dogs and policemen and beaten severely. Oh, is that the march in Selma, Alabama? Yeah, Yeah. it's where they cross a bridge. And so it just shows, like, scenes of, like, flashbacks of violence and it shows people about to march into this very dangerous scene. And so that's kind of a crux point that I think is going to be pretty important. Yeah, so probably the third book will be the March on Washington. Um, I imagine with, like, a lot of the speeches just, like, fully intact and stuff. Yeah, sure. Uh, Yeah, but uh, this this kind of thing can be pretty dry sometimes, but uh, this book is definitely not that. No, yeah, it's definitely, like, it's funny. Um, You get a good feeling for John Lewis and who he is and how he was raised and... He seems very likable. Yeah, I actually met John Lewis a few years ago. Oh, really? Uh, he's, he's like wow. a super nice guy, just like really affable. The way he comes across in this book is exactly how he oh, yeah. is in real life. That's cool. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, but it, it is that. It's like even though you know there's like information being like thrown at you right. in big chunks, it never feels laborious. You never yeah. feel like you're just reading exposition. No, it's fascinating. It's all yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it's very interesting. And yeah. it's really well told. I think one of the most interesting things about this is that when I was reading, I was like, well, I wonder why he decided to do this as a comic. Right. But he actually oh, makes yeah. reference to the fact that at the beginning of the, the the nonviolence movement, there was this comic that was put out that was about Martin Luther King and right. about the nonviolence movement and right. the sort of um, uh, what do they call it? The um, uh, I can't remember the name of the movement, but it was like you know basically like preaching for social change, right. like right. like a like an like an integration of the ministry and. Um, you know, like uh, moving society forward or whatever. And so this comic came out about that, and it was actually really helpful for a lot of people right. to, yeah. like, learn how to... To understand, yeah. To, to what, what was, was happening going on. and what yeah. to do. And, yeah, so I'm assuming that's what inspired him to do this in comic form. Yeah. But I'm glad he did, because it's, it's great. And yeah. great, yeah. Napal's art is fantastic. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's proven he can do this kind of thing because he drew Silence of Our, our friends. friends. Yeah, right. And, uh... Yeah, it's just a really, really, really good book. It's really interesting. Yeah. And, uh, on side note, he will be at SBX, right? He will. He's, yeah. a, he's a guest at SBX this year, so that's that's going to be that's pretty insane. crazy. There's yeah. like a civil rights icon at like SBX. A congressman. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, uh, this uh, came out early, like a previews of it. Preview copies were released at the San Diego Comic-Con, and he also attended that. And just like he was mobbed, and like this book sold out for them faster than any book Top Shelf was published, including Blankets. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, oh, Blankets was a little bit of a slow burn, too, though. Yeah. Wasn't it wasn't. But it was also, like, more. their breakout book, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's, a, it's a great book. I would recommend it to anybody. I hope this book is used in schools. I think, it, I think yeah. it's good enough to be, and I think yeah. it's engaging. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I was actually surprised at how much I like it. I, I come to books like this sort of ready to be like, okay. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. are you just going to give me a bunch of information and like it's going to be boring? Me or yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But this was not that at all. So it was fantastic. Oh, and we got to say the the Nate Powell art 
super great. Yeah, yeah, we did say that. Did we say that? Uh-huh. Kevin did. Yeah, and then you agreed. You can with say me it. Too. I agree. <laughs> I just I was just looking at the cover again, and I was like, ah, it's so good. Nate yeah, Bell's great. So, I mean, it, it's so good. He his uh, he uses like really heavy inks, but he's just so good. It's like some people can't do that, but he does it. Uh, like his use of shadow and stuff is fantastic. Uh, he's really good at caricature and like yeah, the faces are. Um, just great all the reactions and stuff are, yeah it's are fantastic spot on. um and he, and he makes it look easy which is the hardest thing to do <laughs> yeah, right uh yeah so i would highly recommend highest recommendation march volume one what is uh the subtitle or is it just it's called just march, one. Book yeah, march, march book, book one. one yeah uh all right well up next we've got um i think a self-published mini comic yep this is from uh eric t johnson it's called outliers number one and it was uh one of the winners of the now defunct uh Zurich grant was it yeah i did not realize that. i think so maybe it wasn't oops no, I think we're. Aren't I we think I'm ordering? confusing it with something that I yeah, we just order ordered. To order. Anyway, it should have won as your grant because it's good. Yeah. Uh, so this one is. <laughs> I'll give him a few dollars. <laughs> a very. Uh, I guess it's is it intended to be an ongoing. Do we know if he got more coming? Yeah, I mean out? it's definitely number one, right? Yeah. But you know, this was it, and it's definitely not done. Released last year. I think it may so. be a web comic. I, we're all just saying things we don't know whether yeah. they're true or not at the moment. Regardless, <laughs> Max, internet. Let's Regardless, just talk awesome. about this comic, Outliers Number yeah. One. Uh, yeah, so this is a very strange, like surrealist, uh, fantasy comic uh, where there's a strange kid who is kind of viewed as like almost a deaf mute by the community because he just kind of is always off to himself and doesn't speak much. But then you quickly realize that he can speak in certain situations, and that is. When something magical or monstrous or fantastic is about to happen, uh, which was the first time happened when he's on the bus. Uh, yes, yeah, definitely. Well, so, when there, there's a bus crash, yeah. that's kind of the the inciting incident for all this uh, that starts everything off. Yeah, he's kind of like um, he's he's a little he's, he's like on the special needs bus. Yeah, so even nobody though knows he, how to handle him, even but though yeah, he's not quite special needs, but, but he, yeah, he you just, know. Yeah, doesn't talk or refuse to talk. Yeah, yeah and the kids pick on him a lot. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, so people have made reference that he says like weird gobbledygook or something like that, and then you realize that no, he's not saying that. He's saying some sort of alien or magical like language. Incantation. Yes, or he's talking to Bigfoot. Yeah, or, or what or might be Bigfoot worse? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, like a giant troll or something. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this is a uh, yeah, this is a definitely a supernatural book. Yep. Um, it's, it's mostly not like a supernatural TV series. Yep. It's based on the supernatural TV series <laughs> and starring Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. <laughs> and, uh, no, uh, yeah, but it's kind of mostly a silent comic, uh, with a really weird art style, but really interesting art style. I feel yeah. like yeah. it's very busy, but, um, I, I don't know. How would you explain the art in this? I feel like I'm usually the one that explains. Yeah. The you're art, really so. good at it. I'm not. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's I'd good. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the art is, the art is really cool. It's, it's just, I feel like uh, more than like a, there's not much of a story going on. Just only like a few right. very small, like, well, not small things, but just a few things happen in it. Yeah. But the way it's told, it creates like a really good atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the art's great. I guess uh, Breck Devins reminds me of Breck Devins a little bit, like the yeah, guy that did bit. Night Animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's but also it just it looks like its own thing for sure. It may, maybe reminds me of Theo Ellsworth a little bit too, but a little easier to follow than Theo Ellsworth. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's a great comic, and I would say yeah, really cool. check it out. Check it. All right, what else? What, what do we got next? Up so next much good stuff. Is, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff this week. Up next is Sacrifice. Uh, this is written by Sam Humphreys, who writes uh, The Ultimates. Yep. Is that right? Yeah, uh, he did. And also wrote, uh, what is that um, What is that book? Our he Love wrote? is Real. Yeah, Our Love is Real, about yeah. people that have sex with vegetables, and um, a bunch of other stuff. And art by Dalton Rose, who is a, a new guy, but his art is pretty fantastic. Were so you so saying, good. Nick, that he was like classmates with somebody? Yeah, he went to SCAD with, the, oh, with some other people SCAD, that we okay, know. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, so very recent on the scene. But he's amazing. Yeah, and this was uh, self-published, I think, at first. Yes, yeah, so or this done is, through Monkey no, Brain. Self-published, or is Monkey Brain online? He said published yeah, Monkey, through uh, by himself, like, but yeah. as issues. Like, and one, then one I think maybe time. Monkey Brain picked it up. That uh, makes sense. And we're putting it out as uh, like an online comic. Yeah. yeah. And now Dark Horse has taken those uh, six issues and collected them into a nice little hardcover. Yeah. So this is how Sam Humphreys broke out. He they self-published this comic and he got a ton of buzz for it. And literally the issues started selling out. He was doing like little compilations of the two issues at a time, and those were selling out. Yeah. And from that is how he got known, and all these books, all this got all this work. Uh, for, yeah, I think I think for books like, yeah, it, this is one of those books where it's like you can with a sentence describe it, and it sounds, and you realize it's like nothing else. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, it's amazing. a it's about a uh, about a suicidal teenage epileptic Joy Division fan who has a seizure that transports him back to Aztec times. Yep, yep. just <laughs> as the Spanish are about to invade. Yep, 
Yep. Yep. And that's it. It's really good. It's amazing. Uh, yeah. We'll it's see a- you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's so good. The art is great. Um, it's yeah, a big it, part. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Paul Pope. A little bit then in places the art um except that dalton rose uh they have a little feature at the back showing he spends a lot of time in like computer programs doing backgrounds yeah so they have like very detailed like cityscapes of like tenochtitlan and lower right. like the coast as the spanish galleons come you know up to the coast so we're just like yeah. very awesome backgrounds that are very like tight designs so basically on the just is this main character hector he he's been having seizures his entire life um and he every time he has a seizure, he kind of goes into the Azic times, and he has one big one, and he gets trapped in Azic yep. times. Um, and he gets caught between like warring factions, um, and all so this. like the priest classes, and yeah, yeah, and everybody so, kind of wants to sacrifice him. Yep. Um, and then some of them are like, oh, well, maybe he's sent to us by the gods, and nobody knows what to do with him. Yeah, and there's some interesting twists because, like, obviously, uh, his name's Hector, and he like speaks Spanish. So right. when the conquistadors show up, he would be able to speak to them, and he knows with the course of history is like, should I try and change right. things? Plus, he has a giant tattoo on his back of like the Aztec sun wheel because he's. Yeah. You start to realize through flashbacks that he's been obsessed with the Aztecs since he was a kid. Yeah. So you're not sure how much of that ties together. But with this super detailed modern tattoo on his back, all the Aztecs are like, clearly you're a demon or something sent by the gods. Yeah, so they could call him the demon the whole time. Yeah, he's quickly thrown into like the politics of. Uh, Tenochtitlan and like you know which faction of the priest will he work with and, and he keeps trying to warn them he's like you yeah. guys are about to get like decimated yeah by, and then uh, the Spanish on top of it there's many many human sacrifices and war scenes and a really cool uh I, I assume maybe historical at least with the flashbacks they treat her like historical a a uh, female warrior who's like completely awesome and she's is like a rebel princess. a rebel against the yeah the status quo and yeah yeah and there are these little sections that just sort of present like factual stuff that yeah. was happening as well. And I think that yeah. those are pretty interesting. Uh, and it's all tied together um, with uh, flashes of his, you know, his uh, modern day life right. as well. And you yeah. kind of learn about how he, uh, you know, he read about the Aztecs when he was a kid with yeah. his dad. And um, a lot of the stuff ties back into his relationship with his father. And yeah, it's, it's like a really fun book at times. And then just like a really insane book at times. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of joy division, uh, quotes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a huge joy division fan at the end of the first issue. I mean, it doesn't give too much away, but he's like, he's like covered in blood and he's like, this is so goth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the, the first, the first issue is called blood, blood will tear us apart, which is <laughs> the best. Um, and uh. yeah, it's, but, uh, at, at first, it just seems like it's kind of one thing, and then as you read it more and more, everything builds yeah, up and gets, builds up, and it and it becomes answer. something even even better than that sort of tagline would would make you think. Yeah, it it's it's pretty epic. Yeah, it's really well told, and uh, it doesn't feel like uh, it doesn't feel like a, another comic. Like I couldn't compare right. this yeah, to another comic. Very I've read. unique. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the end is uh, we were talking about right before. This is very surprising. Yeah, which is very cool and crazy. And cool. Yeah. yeah, and uh, the coloring in this is really great too. I don't know if he did all that, but there are some like. Um, there's some scenes with like a sacrifice where like spirits are leaving bodies and turning into visions and stuff. And that's yeah. all that stuff is colored so well. Yeah. And, uh, some of his page layouts are amazing. Oh, actually, uh, there's a thing in the back. They have like, besides the Dalton Rose, like art bits, they also had just some notes and stuff. Apparently, uh, Sam Humphreys is epileptic. So a lot of this was like oh, wow. him trying oh. to bring like a visual aspect to get, you know, Dalton to draw like how weird it was and make it more like trippy and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And Ian, explains and Ian, a lot. And Ian so. Curtis from oh, Joy Division right, was, was epileptic. Yeah. And that was actually like, Oh, like one of the big things oh, that led to his depression. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just think like the whole thing, like, yeah. like even just like considering that is just all woven together really well. Yeah. But and, uh, super, it's great. Also in the back awesome. are very, a bunch of variant covers or like covers yeah, yeah. to the issues by like amazing people like Emma Rios and Brian Lee O'Malley. So Cliff Chang. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. They stuck all that stuff in there. Yeah, this is a great book. Yes, yeah. definitely check it out. Based on this, I think this guy's got a good career ahead of himself. <laughs> Dalton Rose or Sam Humphreys? Both. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dalton Rose. I need to figure out what he's he's drawn. He's yeah, amazing. he's I think he'll probably be doing some more stuff pretty soon. This yeah. is kind of the first that a lot of people have seen of this. Right, I feel like, like people knew about it and the issues were really hard to find, but that's because they were, you know, yeah, low, sold out, low print low numbers print and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. But uh yeah, definitely check out Sacrifice. Awesome. Uh, up next, we have uh, a new oily comic by Charles Forsman. Uh, we've we've reviewed some of the oily stuff on here before, but he does these little dollar um, eight to ten page uh, twelve micro comics, yeah, yeah. about half the size of a mini comic. And this one is called uh, Teen Creeps. This is Teen Creeps number one. And uh, yeah, Nick, why don't you tell people what Teen Creeps is about? Teen Creeps is great. It's about <laughs> it's, great. it's just about a, just about a bunch of teen creeps. <laughs> Pretty much, that is all it's about. That's it. 
I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's great. It's got like, uh, uh, it, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's so short that I don't want to say anything. Yeah, like, I think I think that's true. I, I don't think we really should say anything about this. It's short. It's about teen creeps. Uh, it's about uh, twis- so, twisted relationships that yeah. high schoolers have with each other yeah. and how they're all awful. Uh, yep. And it's really well told. And Forsman's art is Amazing. incredible as always. And uh, yeah, I look forward to his uh, collection of his end of the... Can I... Effing. Effing world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, seriously, coming out pretty soon. Next week, I think. Yeah. Next week? Yep. Dude's a superstar. To yeah. see this uh, book is $1. Just get it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, awesome. it's a buck. Get it. Uh, it's not not for not suitable for children. No. <laughs> definitely not that first page. <laughs> yeah, definitely not that first page. Can uh, we uh, do Thunderbolts next? Do you want to you skip this and I'll do it next want, week? No, I want to swap. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> except, okay, that's fine. Um, except what? I haven't read the Temple. Still. Uh, <laughs> let's, leave, let's leave Temple out for next week. No, let's, we've let's do it. it like eight no, times. We'll, but it doesn't we'll matter. It. We've so, done Kevin, so, so Kevin can finish We've done it. so much stuff. We're already in an hour. Kevin will finish it because he needs to finish no, he it. Won't. I want to finish it. Yeah. It's he, long. I'm like, needs, I'm like 200, <laughs> 300 pages in or something. Yeah, he needs to finish it. So Nick, how about. long did it take you to read? Like a week and a half? Like Yeah, like five days. Or so next next podcast, we're going to review this book called Templar, which is really long. Uh, so next podcast might be like three weeks from now. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're both really excited about it, yep. so me and Jared, because um, we read it and it's great. And I'll be yeah. really fresh to it when, when it's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, last book of the week is uh, Thunderbolts number 14. Jared, did you not want to end on this because you didn't like it? No, just because <laughs> I of wanted the week. to end on Templar because it's the best. Uh, it's great. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Thunder- we're talking about Thunderbolts number Thunderbolts? 14. Yeah, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. We're talking about Thunderbolts. <laughs> why, uh, why are we talking about it? Uh, because it's written by Charles Soule. Uh, he's taken over as ah. the writer with this issue. And... Uh, yeah, and we like him. Here's the thing. So Marvel advertised this issue as, like, new creative team, Charles Soule and Hefe Palo. Uh, and then it turns out Charles Soule wrote the two issues before this, too. Did he? But, <laughs> but the thing is that like they were just... direction? Or? They were just, um, like, one-offs about each character. Gotcha. Uh, so this is, like, like the One new was about line. Punisher and one was about Mercy or something. But so were, this is the beginning of the new story. Yeah, and line. they had the artists from the previous run, and they were just kind of tying up loose ends. And this is his first, like, main story where he's actually, like, allowed to do whatever he wants, I think. So this is written by him. We talked about what he's written earlier. Uh, and then art by Hefte Palo, who drew, Nick told me, the Secret Invasion Black Panther stuff. Yeah, and this oh, looks nothing like this that. This looks nothing like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. Much more cartoon. His art looks really bad in this. Yeah. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I don't um, like it at all. There's a few panels that look kind of cool, but overall, like, yeah, I don't know. It looked rushed. It looked rushed, and the, it was colored really badly. Like, the colors did not work with this. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But, uh, Nick, why don't you tell people what the story is about? All right, so... I don't know if you've been reading. Nobody's been reading Thunderbolts, but no, nobody in the world. Basically, it's like a a team of of I don't even know mercenaries. It's like uh, it's Suicide Squad, but in the Marvel universe. Yeah, except they're not dying. Uh, so, so Thunderbolt Ross is <laughs> but nicer. Uh, if you don't know, he's the Red Hulk, and he has this team that he put together with Venom, Punisher, Elektra, and Deadpool, and they're all red. And leader, <laughs> and the leader who he was not, like who, who is not red, yeah, but he, he wears red in this. Isn't he red leader now? Yeah, he's red leader now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Wait, from Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the basic gist is that Thunderbolt Ross puts them all together, and he says, uh, you guys do some missions for me, and then whenever we're done with my mission, we'll start doing your missions, whatever you guys want me to do, and we'll, we'll all do them together, and we'll take turns. And so they put, and like... They do it randomly. Yeah, and so <laughs> they put a name in a hat that Deadpool was wearing, and they're like, all right, who's first? Punisher gets pulled first, and so they're like... Oh, do we, what does the Punisher want to do? It's like kill, kill mobsters. Yeah. <laughs> like Deadpool says something like, oh, who saw that coming? Uh, but basically the funny thing is that he basically wants to kill all the mobsters in in New York. Um, yeah, he's like, I haven't really been making a dent, so it's time to just go kill everybody. Yeah, yep. and so he's like, all right, let's just go kill all the mobsters. And that's, uh, that's the gist of it. And uh, the funny thing is it's like an infinity tie-in. But yeah. only in the last page. Yeah, and we can we can say because it doesn't give away anything from Thunderbolts. Just on the last page, they're like, "Oh, everything's cool," and then they're like, "There are spaceships coming." Yeah, yeah. yeah. and then that's basically it. it's like, uh, "What could possibly go wrong?" And then they show like all these spaceships heading towards Earth, which is pretty great. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the story was fun. I thought the writing was sharp. Yeah, it was really funny. But yeah, uh, the art was not was not doing it for me. I don't know yeah, if it yeah. was he was rushing because I I love the stuff in um. 
in that that uh, Secret Panther, Invasion yeah. Black Panther. I thought that art was fantastic. Yeah, his art um, his art is usually great. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if it was the coloring like Nick said, or if uh, it was the inking or or what, but it just it, yeah. did did not do it for me. No, but the story was fun enough like that I'm going to keep, keep reading yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah, I thought all the character interactions were you know like cute and Deadpool's funny. He's actually funny. Like he's he can most of the time not be funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's been funny in the regular Deadpool series. Yeah, yeah. Brian Posehn's funny. Uh, I still think Deadpool was at his best in Uncanny X. Yes, oh, still. Yeah. yeah, this is a little closer to that because he's kind of got like this uh, a weird romantic subplot where he's like in love with Electra, really? but not not in like a goofy way. I yeah. totally missed that in this. Yeah, yeah. I guess they hinted vaguely. <laughs> cool. Uh, did you guys read anything else this week that was awesome? Uh, Our Blood Brothers 2, great oh, series. Oh, yeah, I read that. That was great. That's really good, yeah. Um, I just talked about it earlier. I read Avengers. That was really good. Um, new issue of Wonder Woman is the most epic battle I've seen in a while, in a, in a, especially in a Wonder Woman comic. And it's great. Uh, I read Radiator Days, which is a collection of Lucy Knisley. Knisley, how do you say it? Probably uh, just Knisley. Knisley. Her uh, mini comics from back when she was going to school for comic booking. Uh, she's the one who did Relish in there. A nice mix. A lot of just like one-pagers up to longer stories who are kind of finding her way and still being pretty talented. Cool. Yeah. Kevin read uh, Green Lantern New Guardians. <laughs> I did not. No. no. Uh, but I'm thinking about it. I'm, wow. I'm thinking I'm thinking about it right I'm now. Think, you're thinking about not reading it? No. Uh, what did I read? I read this. Uh, I bought this Mickey Mouse uh book that's a collection of all the old comics from good housekeeping magazine weird awesome. yeah and i've been reading that and it's pretty neat <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's a look inside of the kind of crap that i read when the we're not talking about the I... podcast but uh yeah that's... also I, the new issue of dream thief was great i believe it by the way nice oh yeah it was or that's really good all right that's it cool you guys yep <laughs> all right yeah we'll see everybody next time and we'll talk about templar i promise <laughs> later Bye.